Welcome to The Lampstand. My name is Alex D. I'm a husband, father, and content creator and manager here at Family Rosary. Our goal with this podcast is to equip families, mothers, fathers, and children with the light of Christ and help them grow closer to God and closer to each other. I'm really honored to have you here and join me in this conversation. Today, I sit down with award-winning author and journalist, retreat leader, and popular speaker, Marge Steinhag Fenelon. She has written several books on Marian devotion and Catholic spirituality, including the best-selling Our Lady, Undoer of Knots, A Living Novena, Guided Reflections from the Holy Land, and award-winning My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena, A Marian Pilgrimage Across America. She is an instructor for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee Deacon Wives Program and holds certificates in spiritual mentoring and Mariology. Her podcast, Simply Holy, airs weekly. She appears regularly on Catholic radio and television programs as well. Visit her website at margefenelin.com for more information. Marge, thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. Well, I just wanted to, yeah, just thank you again. And, you know, for a lot of our listeners who may not know you or do know you, um, you know, you've been referred to as a, a Marian author, and that your ministry is very Marian, it's Marian-focused. And can you explain what that means for people and help us get to know, yeah, you a bit more as well? Sure. Uh, easy enough. Uh, I I'm, a, I'm a, I always call myself a Blessed Virgin Mary fangirl. <laughs> so she's been part of my life literally since I was an infant um, in a very real way. And so everything that I do, I dedicate to her consecrate, give it to her as a gift. It's all hers. And as often as I possibly can, I write about her because what I really want, my, my, what I, if you look at my website, I, I state my mission as leading the world to Christ through Mary. Yeah. So as often as I can do that in my writing and my speaking, that's what I'm about. That's great. And so the name of our campaign for October is called Go to Mary. And I'm wondering if you can help us understand what that means uh, for you and how that has been part of your mission. How have you led people to Jesus through Mary? What are some stories? What are some um, yeah, powerful moments that have that she has been present in? Well, I could go. We we don't have enough time to talk about all the powerful moments in, in my life, but but what what I experience when when I speak and when people contact me about my books, this this idea of that comes up. I don't get that Mary thing. Mm, right. This is this is what I hear way too often, and so that you know that started happening right at the beginning, and I realized I need to help people understand that she's real, and she was a living, breathing woman here on earth with the same many of the same experiences the same emotions we have she's perfected yes but but you know she went through the same things that we're going through so she really understands and and our lord you know it's no accident that god chose her to be the mother of jesus it doesn't it you know he could have brought jesus to earth Anyway, he could just zapped and in there, there's Jesus. But no, he chose this woman from all of time in eternity. This woman, Mary, this this little woman in Nazareth, 
uh, that for to be Christ's mother. And the point of that is that you wanted that we have the Father, God the Father, and our mother, the Blessed Mother, to to balance our faith. And, you know, remember what I always remind people, what Jesus said as some of his dying words is he's hanging on the cross. He's dying. What does he do? He calls, he calls St. John and he calls the blessed mother to his, you know, to his feet. And, and he says, son, behold your mother, mother, behold your son. Now we Catholics believe that that wasn't just that specific incident. You know, people, oh yeah, he just wanted somebody to take care of his mother after he was gone. Well, maybe on a human level, but you have to read, you have to understand that everything he did was for the sake of every single human being for all of time. So we believe as Catholics that St. John represented all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that the Blessed Mother, he gave his mother to us to be our own mother. And so to go to her, you know, we go to Mary because that's what Jesus said. This is what exactly what he wants us to do. And in, and I've heard the other thing is, you know, either I don't get that Mary thing because people don't understand her as a real being, as a person. And then the other thing is, well, I don't want to offend Jesus. Or why do I go to Mary if I can just go straight to Jesus? And then and there, there's all of the, the passages that that I won't even get into that but there are the passages that where he'll you know it says it says Jesus is the one and only mediator and yes and no because just go right back to the cross mm-hmm. this is your mother when think of think of any normal family alex where where what does the child do the child's inclination when you have a very good balanced family the child's inclination is in a need or maybe when they're wanting to get something they just want, but who do they go to? They go to the mother, right? Not because the father isn't isn't worthy of respect or or not able to meet those needs in some poss- you know, in some way, but but because it's natural. The child comes from the mother's womb, so it's very natural for the child to go back to the mother in a need. Yeah, I think that's a very succinct and like clear way of just like approaching it from a very natural standpoint too. And then biblically, it's just like, you know, we see Jesus's ministry is like his first miracle happens where? It happens at the at the wedding feast at Cana. Yeah. And who who was the one that had to like instigate him to do the miracle? You know, it was his mother. It was his <laughs> mother right. Mary. And so I always come back to that too, is like, you know, we see yeah, everything that Jesus did, he did for, yeah, I think he did it, put it in a very beautiful way, a very succinct way that he did it for all of time and all of humanity. And we just have to look into those different instances where we see very clear kind of directions back to Mary, you know, to mm-hmm. to go to her. And that and I, we're going to be talking with Dr. Atkinson as well about Mary. I don't know if you know of his work, but he's really, we're going to be unpacking some of this biblical stuff even more. So it's great that we're even talking about it with you, but that's the next episode. So uh, <laughs> listen, that's just, yeah, that's just a little bit of a tease there. But the um, the thing that I, I think that a lot of Catholics, um, yeah, like we take for granted 
we we take Mary for granted. And I think even some of us, like some of the Protestant, I think, hangups on Mary have even kind of seeped into some to some Catholics who haven't really given Mary that much thought. So what do you say to a Catholic who hasn't investigated or really thought about, oh yeah, like I'm supposed to have a relationship with my heavenly mother too. Like, what do you, how do you get through to their, their heart? Well, the thing that I find most often and, and where I begin with people who are struggling in their relationship with Mary is I ask them to take a very frank look at their own relationship with their human mother, their biological mother. Because, you know, we we humans, we are sensory creatures. So we understand the divine through tangible means. So in other words, we it's very common that we get an image of God the Father based on our own father, you know, our relationship with our father, the style of, of parenting our father had. All right. So it works the same with the blessed mother. If you have, if you have mother wounds, or if you've had a mother who, who struggled in, in her motherhood and left, left some unsettlement or even some scars on your heart, you are going to have a very difficult time. I'm not, it's not impossible because I've worked with people, but you are going to have a very difficult time initially opening your heart to mother, mother Mary, because it's another mother figure. And so that's the first step in developing a relationship with the blessed mother. Um, and, and, and I find, like I said, it's way too many people. That's why I wrote my book, Forgiving Mother. It's all about my journey with forgiveness of my own mother and deepening my relationship then with our blessed mother. And, and I know that it's helped a lot of people because I still get people writing in, but, but that's where that begins. Now, if you, let's say you had, had a great mom or, or you've worked through a lot of those mother wounds, but you still aren't quite getting anywhere with your relationship with the blessed mother. Then second step for me, the second thing I suggest is ask Jesus to introduce his mother to you. And he will. Please introduce your mother to me. I don't understand her. I want a relationship with her, but I don't really get who she is. I'm afraid to approach her or, I, or I'm turned off by approaching her, whatever the say, you know, whatever it is, tell Jesus, tell Jesus. And he will definitely introduce you to his, his mother. He will lead you to that relationship. And then when you get to the point where you can actually talk to her, because some people can't even bring themselves to talk to her. They, they, they just think it's ridiculous. Well, once you get to that point, and Jesus will help you get there, say, I'd like to get to know you better. Show me who you are. And then just go in baby steps. I always tell you, just go baby steps. So, so, so now that you've actually got yourself to talk to her, then, then, and, and she's starting to, and she will, she'll show you, she'll show you who she is and who she is to you in, in ways that only you will understand. And it will be beautiful and amazing. And once you get to that point where she's showing you who she is, then, then dare to say, I want a relationship with you, but I need you to lead the way. And you're in because once, once you give yourself to the blessed mother, 
she doesn't let go even if you do. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Those are great pieces of uh, wisdom and advice right there. And and you've mentioned some of your uh, writings, and you've also written a lot about living novenas. And I'm wondering if you can give us a quick explanation on that. Um, explain what it is. Maybe we can start with what a novena actually is. So I'm not sure if you have a quick definition of that and then go into what what does a living novena look like? Okay, so a novena is a longstanding Catholic tradition and it's based on the time that the the disciples and our Blessed Mother, there are a couple of the other women followers of Christ were in the upper room waiting for Pentecost. It was nine days. Nine days they were waiting for for the Holy Spirit to come. We pray a novena. It's nine days. Novena means nine. Nine days of prayer in imitation of that. And it's a novena is generally directed to a particular saint or could be the, the Trinity, could be just Jesus, could be God the Father. But you, what, you know, it could be many different people or or spirits people uh, i creatures <laughs> i know god I, i'm trying to define god as possible anyway so so it's usually directed in a certain way and with a particular petition and then you say the this the prayer for nine days in a row okay so that's novena and you can find you can there are no, novenas all over the internet you can look them up you just just plug in novena and you'll get pages and pages and pages upon different novenas it'll really it'll be beautiful um but then a living novena started when it's my own idea it's my own genre i uh, i had a trip to the holy land it was it was a a a, pre, a journalism trip and i came back going wow you know i just want to take people along with me it was so amazing and and I thought, how do I how do I do this? And I talking to I had the idea for this book and, and talking back and forth with my editor. And and we decide and we decided the best way to do this is to frame it in a novena, particularly because right about that time, Pope Francis had mentioned that his favorite devotion was to Our Lady Undoer of Knots. And that's that's my book, Our Our Lady Undoer of Knots, a living novena. So I took that novena, which is an actual novena to Our Lady on Door of Knots, and I put my own spin on it. And each day of of this novena, because the book the book is part armchair pilgrimage, part novena. That's that's what my living novenas are. I take you somewhere. I take you on a journey. And each day, then we visit a different holy site. Now that the Our Lady Undoer of Knots, a living novena, that is particularly sites in the Holy Land. But I recreate a place for the reader so that that literally an armchair pilgrimage travel with me and then we pray together for a particular intention. So that's that's living novena. Wow. Okay. So this there's a book that goes with this too. And it, uh what's the title of the book? Our Lady Undoer of Knots. A living novena, and then I have another one out. My queen, my mother, a living novena, a Marian pilgrimage across America. So that is that is wow. Three years it took me to make all. I, I traveled to nine different Marian pilgrimage sites in the United States, coast to coast, east to west, north to south, and and I spread them all out. And I visited these places physically. 
and then wrote about them and formed them into a living novena where you come along with me to these beautiful Marian places in our country. Wow. Wow. So if our, our listeners don't know by now, um, you're a prolific writer and you also re- just finished a book called Our Lady of Good Help, which I didn't know this, but it's the only formally approved Marian apparition in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I don't know anything about this apparition. Like, what what's the story behind it? Like, what can you tell us about it? Oh, goodness gracious. I am so thrilled because because so few people know about it. It's it's unbelievable. So the the apparition of Our Lady of Good Help. So the title of the book is America's Mary, the story of Our Lady of Good Help. 1859, the Blessed Mother three times appeared to a young Belgian Belgian immigrant girl named Adele Brees. Mm. Her message basically, in a nutshell, there was more to it, but it was it is is almost every time that she appears, it is prayer, reparation, frequent reception of the sacraments. But she gave Adele the mission, go out and teach the children what they need to know for salvation. In other words, go out and catechize these kids because it was a very wild country at the time. People were, the immigrants had almost few, if any, priests. So so the the, the apparition is the only church-approved Marian apparition in the United States. There are anecdotal stories of times she appeared but this one is the only one that is church approved it's in it's near green bay it's in champion wisconsin so i'm blessed it's only two hours north of my house (laughs) so so it was it was it was kind of a no-brainer when when our sunday visitor asked if i would consider writing a book on that it was like oh of course i will but but this this needs to be better known because because her exact words teach the children what they need to know for salvation in this wild country. <laughs> for different reasons, our country is still very wild and our kids need to know their faith. So, right. so th- I, that's why I feel that this apparition is so important. And she came here, here to our country. You know, people travel all over the place. They go to Lourdes, they go to Fatima, they go, they go to uh, Cabejo, all of these places. But right here in our own country, she was here. And if you go to that place, Alex, you will feel her. Mm-hmm. She's still there. I'm convinced. Wow. She's standing right there because they have the they have a little grotto there built on the on the site of the apparition. So that's the story, and that's why I wrote the book. Wow. I mean, that's that's great. I have, I will definitely be looking into that and checking out that that book as as well. And. So, you know, I think there's one more point here that I just want to bring up, and it, you just kind of hinted at it. And it's, you know, going to Marian shrines, uh, you know, we're talking about getting close spiritually to Mary, but also like, you know, physically, like there is like this ability to get, you know, close to an experience of her like at these shrines. And I'm wondering, like, you know, what can you share about the importance of that for for the faithful, especially for families who are trying to help, yeah, foster the faith inside their their lives, inside their relationships with each other. Well, and and again, we're very sensory creatures. So why do they build churches so beautifully? Because it it's a reflection of God. It's God's house. All right. So so these Marian shrines. Why are they important? Because because it's a place where I have no doubt the Blessed Mother is there in a special way. 
And when you go to these places, what you're, you're not only experiencing the fact that, yeah, she's my mother and Jesus said at the, on the cross, you know, all of these things, but no, no, you are, you get that sensory feeling of who she is and what she means to you. It's an atmosphere. And going, the whole idea of going on pilgrimage is that you, you leave, even if you're just doing a virtual pilgrimage, but at least for a time, you're leaving your regular life. You're separating yourself from regular life and, and focusing only on God. Or if it's a Marian pilgrimage, focusing only on the Blessed Mother and God's message for you through her. No, that's, that's great. That's, that's a really important thing to remember as well, just because it's so easy just to, you know, get caught into the rhythm of life. And even like going through the motions of our faith, sometimes we need to go outside of that and to make that extra effort to break that cycle and, you know, be like, God, I need you to to wake me up, you know, and, and going to these shrines, you know, asking for his mother to wake you up, give you a slap across the face a little bit, you know, <laughs> that's right. Good... Oh, I've gotten that a number of times. That's great. That's great. Well, is there any other, where can our listeners find you any other pieces of information you want us to know about? Well, I, I'd love for them to visit my website, marchfenelon.com. And there you can find all of my books. I've I've got some sacramental items there for you as well. I have my podcasts, my my blog is there. So so all of that stuff you can find out how to book me for a speaking engagement there. It's it's my library per se, uh margefenelin.com. And exciting things coming up. There's, you know, I'm I'm excited for the book to come out. I'm looking into a new uh women's ministry based on my book, Forgiving Mother. So um, lots of exciting things. And it's all going to be there on my website. Great, great. That's margefenelin.com. Check it out. Uh, be sure to follow her and check out her books. And Marge, thank you so much for coming on today. We're so lucky to have your wisdom and to share uh, yeah, some of your relationship and some of your stories about Mary. Fantastic. Well, I'm, you know, I'm always eager to talk about the Blessed Mother. It's been a joy to be with you, Alex. Here at Family Rosary, we strive to help families grow closer to God and closer to each other, especially by using the power of the rosary. To get connected to us and learn more about our mission, please visit our website at www.familyrosary.org and make sure to also subscribe, share, and tune in to the next episode of The Lampstand, God's Vision for the Family. And remember, the family that prays together stays together.